0: You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty is my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in him is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man and security is deep nice. No names, these are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home, you must admit it's kinda eerie, baby. Like them in the Kim Treason Scott. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holliday, and I'm excited because today I get to interview Tanana Reeve Do, uh, an amazing author, uh, professor, screenwriter in black horror genre. And many of us know of this genre because of, of course, Jordan Peele. When it came to get out, I think it just really set the, I think the sights on fire for all of us to understand Black horror was a real thing. But Tanana Redu is an amazing author and again, professor and screenwriter who has been in this genre for a long time. And I'm excited because she has a book that is coming out called The Reformatory. And she's also gonna be at the Seattle Public Library tomorrow, y'all. Um, so you guys wanna get down there. She's doing a book talk as her book drops tonight. And she's gonna tell us more about this book, what it's all about and how it's actually tied to her family history and lineage and i'm excited because she's taking the time to join us while she's on her travels but i'm grateful that we're able to bring this to you so although i'm in my home studio it's still a great time right now at the top of the show for you to go ahead and tag and share this stream that's right tag and share the stream with folks who you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on the day with trey if you can't watch us. Don't worry. You can still listen to us uh, because we are on all podcast platforms. Just search Converge Media Network in the day with Trey. You'll find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whichever platform is your favorite. Go ahead and search for us and you will find us there. And before I bring on Tanana Reeve after this break, I just want to say, prepare yourselves. When it comes to horror genre, Halloween is always that season to, you know, dive in deep. And my kids are one that, you know, want to watch all the horror films. And I'm kind of the one that's like, I'm not sure about this, y'all. Uh, but it is the time to kind of understand some of the history around the genre of horror, you know, now that there are so many different. Uh, horror movies coming out and books and different things that you can see and watch. You know, it's kind of a fun time to explore this genre. So on Halloween, we had to bring you an amazing episode with a Black horror writer herself who is really blazing the trails when it comes to Black horror and the genre of it. And also, she'll be telling us about a class that she offers called The Sunken Place. So we're going to be learning all about some horror today, y'all, on this Halloween. Stay tuned after this short break. You don't want to miss this amazing interview right after this, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey.
1: Hello, it's Marcus Trufont here and for the month of October, Burger Master and the Trufont Family Foundation are coming together. The Trufont Jalapeno Burger is great.
0: It's going down and a portion of each burger sold is going right back to the community. Ah.
1: Let's make it happen
0: Big Tobacco thinks they know everything They think they know you Your community The places you go The way that you spend your time They think they got you
1: all figured out Down to a formula A calculation
0: based off of numbers Of what they think they know Show them they're wrong. Learn more at theythinktheyknowyou.org. Hadestown you.org Hades Town is the Tony and Grammy Award winning best musical. It's an epic celebration of music, togetherness, and hope—a Broadway musical like no other. This is as good as it gets. Hadestown. playing the paramount theater october 31st to november 5th tickets at sdg welcome back everyone to the david trey i'm your host trey holiday joining me now is uh, actually tanana reeve du, who made time during her travels to get on zoom with me and connect with me so we could bring this conversation to y'all check it out you are going to be here in the seattle area Uh, It's coming soon, uh, this week on the 1st, and you're really bringing out your book, The Reformatory, which is something that you've been working on for quite some time. Uh, You know, talk about 10 years in the making. Tell us a bit more about this story and how it connects to the African-American kind of historical context.
1: Absolutely. You know, soon after my mother passed away, uh, back in 2013, I heard that she had an uncle who died as a teenager at the Real Life Dozier School for Boys, which is in Mariana, Florida. It was a work farm, basically, for juveniles. And um, unfortunately, he did pass away there, but my father, who's a civil rights attorney, he just turned 89 recently, and I drove to the school, went to meetings, heard testimony from survivors, were present when the exhumations began to try to find the remains, because these Young people were buried without graves, without headstones, even. And it was a horrible, horrible story. And I didn't want to write it as nonfiction, to tell you the truth, because it was so horrific. I'm a horror writer, but reality is worse than fiction sometimes. So for us, uh, I decided for this story, um, I wanted to write it as a novel and I wanted to write it as a ghost story because a ghost story is easier to handle than the real history of the Jim Crow South at this segregated boys reformatory.
0: Wow. I mean, already the setting is chilling for me. I'll tell you that because you're absolutely right. Sometimes uh, the reality of our history is actually worse than any kind of horror that we can even, you know, imagine. And so when when you think about uh, the difference between some of your earlier work with uh, The Good House, tell us about some of the differences between your earlier novels and The Reformatory.
1: It's funny you mentioned The Good House, because I used to say that was my scariest book, and now I think The Reformatory is my scariest book. But they do have some similarities in the sense that even though The Good House is about a demon and The Reformatory is more about ghosts and, frankly, human monsters, there's that element of history kind of being the key that unlocks the story. Yeah. Like the more you know, the more you learn, the better equipped you are as the characters to move forward and try to get past your your terrible circumstances. So there are a lot of similarities between the stories as well as their differences.
0: Wow. Well, that that says a lot. And I got to ask you, because you are, you know, known as a trailblazer in Black horror, working with, of course, Jordan Peele, who is so well-renowned when it comes to Black horror and being a professor at UCLA. You know, tell us what drew you kind of to the horror genre.
1: Well, it's not a coincidence at all. I named one of the protagonists Gloria I mean, basically, the reformatory is about a 12-year-old boy who gets sentenced to this reformatory while his 17-year-old sister works to free him. And I named the sister Gloria after my late mother, Patricia Stevens-Dew, who herself was a civil rights activist. She was the first horror fan in my life. And I really feel like it was her traumas growing up during the time period that I'm writing about in the reformatory. Being tear gassed and jailed and arrested in the 1960s as she was, she wore dark glasses basically almost all the time after being tear gassed as a 20-year-old. So from college on, she wore dark glasses almost 80% of the time because of that trauma and injury. So I wanted to honor her spirit. Like every time I came to a part in the book where it's like, what should she do? I would say, well, what would mom do? What would mom have done? So Gloria got to be my mother. Robert Stevens bears the name of her her uncle, even though I changed his age to 12. I changed the year to 1950, but I wanted to honor the spirit of those children. And they were children who were at this facility, as well as my parents, activism their childhood that era they grew up in because I'm just in awe of the things that they were able to do
0: wow well with there being so many different familial ties to this story I would love to hear how it was for you to research um, maybe some of the grueling details that you had to go through in order to really pull this story together how was that for you
1: uh, yes, thank you for asking that. I have some of that journey on my blog at com where I talked about visiting the Dozier School, being present when the exhumations began. My nine-year-old son at the time was there, my father, my husband, Aaron Kimberly, the researcher from the University of South Florida, who was using basically technology for, for war-torn areas to try to find the remains of the young people. So that's where it started Was with this very visceral, like we are on the ground. This is where these children were buried. We're trying to find these hidden graves. It was all very visceral from the beginning, but then when I started reading the memoirs and hearing firsthand testimony from survivors, black and white, about okay. the suffering important. at this place that was supposed to be a not school not. in Mariana, Florida, it just... The city, it, that's like, why it therefore. took me so long to write this book, to be honest. I mean, I was doing other things. I was breaking into Hollywood. I had my first TV credits during the the past three or four years, The Twilight Zone with my husband, Stephen Barnes. We we wrote that for Jordan Peele and we wrote a couple of episodes of a, a horror anthology movie called Horror Noir, which is on Shudder and AMC Plus. But I really can't use that as an excuse. Yes, I was busy and I was writing yeah, short stories, but it was, stories, but it was that the it wasn't. Not only difficult to research, but when you're a writer and and when I write, I feel like I'm in the, the story. It was not fun to be in 1950. I mean, never mind the haunted reformatory or any of the rest of it. Just being
0: in 1950 was scary to me. Oh my goodness! Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you you talk about your TV credits, but I think that there's really a spark of of interest in black horror, which really wasn't always present. I think when we think about the history of TV and film, and I would love to hear more about how you incorporate some of that interest into your work as a professor and kind of bringing it all together for some of your students. Because now I think our imaginations are peaked. Um, As soon as Get Out came out, I think it just became a cult classic in that regard because it was so reflective of what a lot of Black folks kind of feel in America specifically. And then also there's this... um, historical connection like what you're bringing out with the reformatory that really showcases there's so much of this that was horrific in terms of our existence. Um, So tell us more about how you mold all of that together because the interest is definitely deep.
1: Yes, well, you're absolutely right. Get Out by Jordan Peele was the thing that really knocked it wide open in terms of people understanding, oh, there is this such thing as black horror that um, these experiences by different black artists are being interpreted as monsters, as demons, as ghosts, or even like what Jordan Peele did, where kind of being isolated is the monster. um, And that kind of coveting of your body is what's monstrous about it. And it's ironic you mentioned that because, yes, I do teach a class called The Sunken Place at UCLA, but I also have a version that's available to the public at sunkenplaceclass.com, which includes an interview that Jordan Peele did by Skype. That'll show you how old it is. So Skype lost the bag to uh, Zoom, but it was a Skype interview he did even before he won the Oscar. So now it's kind of a time capsule. But what he had hooked into and what other artists have been hooking into is that horror can be such a great mechanism to talk about any kind of trauma. So why not racial trauma? Or he just curated an anthology of stories called Out There Screaming. And this anthology is 19 different horror writers. I was lucky enough to get a story in called The Writer. And my story again is Jim Crow horror. It's set like specifically during the civil rights era. It specifically honors my late mother Patricia Stevens-Dew and my aunt Priscilla Stevens-Klausa, but most of the stories are not about racism as the monster or history as the monster. Some of the stories are just about uh, sort of being a ghost, you know, hanging out by a highway or or just all kinds of interpretations of an experience that is not identical. So black horror is as different as every creator who creates black horror.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to sum it up. And honestly, to give us a wide range of understanding of what kind of goes into the genre, uh, you know, you will be here at the Seattle Public Library on November 1st doing a talk about the reformatory. What else would you really love for the Seattle readers to understand about you and your work uh, so they can prepare themselves for this amazing uh, talk that you're that you're giving at the Seattle Public Library?
1: Well, I used to live in the Pacific Northwest. I lived in Longview, Washington for about seven years, and that's why I wrote my novel, The Good House. So there isn't a lot of time to read The Good House between now and when I come to the Seattle Public Library, but that's definitely the next book that Seattle readers should pick up because it has a lot of local references and it's a little bit more familiar. Um, And I do feel a kinship. You know, I, I didn't like the rain and gray very much while I was there, But I must say, I miss it sometimes now. I I like a little bit of sprinkling and a little bit of a gray sky.
0: Oh, well, right on. Glad to know you were were here with us at one point. And that, you know, there's a part of your work that really resembles some of the environment that we have here in the Pacific Northwest. Of course, folks want to learn more about you, your work. You've given us some of your links. Go ahead and just tell us one more time where they can find all of your work. And also, you know, this class of The Sunken Place.
1: Absolutely. Um, the class is a digital download class that you take at your own pace. And that's at sunkenplaceclass.com. It's in six parts. I also have a mailing list, Tanana Reeve List. So Tanana is like banana with a T-R-I-V-E, list.com, where you can get on my mailing list. My husband and I do weekly Zooms where we talk to people about work-life balance. And I also have a podcast with my husband called Life Writing, Write for Your Life, where you can listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you podcast.
0: Oh, right on. Tanana Reeve, thank you so much for being with me here on The Day with Trey. Uh, Have safe travels. And I know all the Seattle readers are excited to see you at the Seattle Public Library on November 1st. Thanks again for joining me. I look forward to it too. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Bye. 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 Wow. What a phenomenal time what Tanana Reeve do. Make sure that you go over there to her website. Look, Get on her uh, listserv um, so that you can be a part of some of those amazing talks her and her husband are giving. You know, for me, this was an exciting time. And as I said in the beginning, I'm like, I just, we had to make the time. You can see she's in the airport and everything, but it was important to really be able to showcase the work of Tanana Reeve do and the reformatory. This book, is dropping today, y'all. So uh, you can get your copies and also go down there to the Seattle Public Library and get connected with her and her work. But overall, I think it's it's so, so interesting that we have so many different versions now and creatives that are really building into the Black horror genre. And, you know, kudos to Jordan Peele, as Tanana Reeves said, for opening the door, kind of busting it wide open with regard to the wide array of stories that could be told from the Black perspective about the horror genre itself. So I will say that For me, it was inspiring to hear her and her work and also to understand that there is this familial connection to what she's bringing and what she's sharing. And I'm excited because I get to explain all of this to you all and also be the platform where she can come on and talk about this amazing talk that she's giving at Seattle Public Library, but also her work in general. Um, I wrapped it all up there, but y'all know I'm going to take a quick moment for a good commercial break Stay tuned. You're watching The Day With Trey. Get ready for a night of solid gold with The Temptations and The Four Tops. Same night, same stage. The Temptations and The Four Tops together live. Kick off the holidays with Irving Berlin's White Christmas at the Fifth Avenue Theater music, dancing, and a real snowfall at every performance. Buy tickets now for the whole family. White Christmas at fifthavenue.org. Welcome back, everyone, to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Earlier, just talking to Tanana Reeb Du and talking about Black Horror was such a great conversation, even though she was in the airport. And I so appreciate her for making the time. But it was interesting because it also sparked something else in me. You know, when we talk about the things that we experience in community, we are constantly experiencing traumatic events. And in a sense, when we look back on these things, they can be horrors in and of themselves. And while we think of horror as a fictional story genre or a fictional um, kind of framework for storytelling, we also have to be reminded that right now, we are dealing with horrors that are happening internationally. There's all of these conflicts that are going on, and we're getting tidbits about them. Because of social media, we're able to actually see some of these folks in war-torn countries who are sharing their stories and really calling out for us to help. You know, last week, there was a protest for, you know, the Palestinians. And honestly, if you can educate yourself on these international conflicts, you'll be able to Understand more about some of the history that really takes place here. And I know for me, it's been an opportunity to not only be thinking about what, uh, you know, brothers and sisters across the world are experiencing, but for us to be prepared to be loving and supportive of those who are in need. And, you know, there are a wide variety of ways that you could do this because there are things you can donate to or, um, you know, other things you could do that are, you know, uh, exciting um, in terms of being supportive uh, that allow you to be a part of the solution, as I'm always saying. And in a sense, it is an opportunity for all of us to be engaged and informed. If nothing more, we can be engaged and informed, y'all. And I tell you, as a black woman, I'm always, you know, telling my sons to be mindful of the the environment they're in, especially my 17 year old as he branches out on his own, riding in cars with friends. There's a lot of horrors that I am reminded of with other black males in my family who have experienced wide range of police brutalities of discrimination of racism and when my son first experienced um you know an act of racism he was in the 4th grade y'all in the 4th grade and i was just reminded as Tana reeve was talking today Tanana reeve i i thought to be honest there's so many different things that we don't even talk about with regard to how we experience horrific events in our lives, you know, being discriminated against or experiencing an act of racism, it can really throw someone for a loop, especially when they're a young person. And yet it also can be something that makes them understand some of the ways of the world and how they are seen in the world. So these kind of lessons are things that I always am sharing with my sons and really encouraging them to be understanding of who they are and be grounded in their brilliance, in their genius, in their legacy, what they're doing to continue the legacy of others that came before them. Because there are so many different things that are experienced for communities of the global majority all over the world when it comes to certain attacks, whether they be because of your ethnic background or religious practice or sexual preference or anything else, like any other reason to that people feel they have a need to talk about you because you're different than them. Um, that is something that I think we all can take some time to really reflect on during this time as we are experiencing these international conflicts. And I encourage you, you know, read more about some of these horrors because Tanana Reeve actually gave us a real strong example of how the truth is interwoven in these stories. So, whether you're reading something from a fictional perspective or something from a historical uh, perspective that is based on truth, you really do get a sense of how these um, kinds of events are experienced by others, and you educate yourself in the process. Uh, you know, uh, I, I for me, I'll tell y'all it's one of those things where i'm not a horror fan right like initially i'm like i don't know if i want that stuff in my psyche it makes me walk away and think a lot about what i just saw what i just read but I really am excited because I'm getting the book delivered tomorrow, and I'm excited because I'll be able to dive in a little bit for my own history and research and understand some of the ways that these stories are told and how I can benefit from Learning about them, uh, reading them, uh, and also educating my sons about them. Because if you're not pushing it forward to the next generation, when you learn something, don't hold on to it because ultimately it's better when it's shared. So if you're not doing that, you're you're being selfish, y'all. Don't do that. Share the knowledge with others. Now, uh, I just thank y'all for being with me today as I was at my home studio, but of course still wanted to bring y'all this amazing interview with Tanana Do please do check her website links, Uh, get on. There's obviously some TV credits. You can actually see uh, her writing and her work in full storytelling format in video uh, as well. And kudos to her for stepping into this genre and for doing it in a wide variety of ways as a professor, a screenwriter, an author, phenomenal. Thank y'all so much for watching, and you know, for me, until tomorrow at 11 a.m., y'all. Peace. <laughs>